Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Monday morning. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> We're a week into February already. <laughs> yeah. It's just cruising. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you and I had quite a productive day yesterday. Um, so yeah, usually it's been a little, a little bit longer between you and I catching up, but, um, but I guess to fill everyone else in, yeah, we've been busy knuckling away, um, getting some ideas ready for, for a shared retreat and our ideas ready to, to continue these discussions with everyone. And today we decided to focus on the journey of freedom of expression, which we, we, uh, Nicolette and I were just touching on the fact that that's actually a really big topic. And, and sometimes when we pick these things <laughs> seemingly out of thin air, we go, oh yeah, no, no worries at all. And then um, you start to wrangle with with the, um, the magnitude of, of these ideas and, and what it actually means. And then kind of peeling it back to, um, to, to a personal level and then also what's implementable for others as well. Mm. So, um, so Nicolette, with you being an artist, a poet, someone who moves your body in, um, in various ways as part of your freedom of expression, what, what would you say has been the journey of, of those seeds being planted to, to how you freely express now? The, the biggest pivotal point for me was understanding energy moving in my body. So um, I think around five years ago, I really started to focus on energy healing within myself and um and I didn't even I didn't really know what it was I was just kind of drawn towards different mentors and I remember um I, people might have heard me talk about Stanzi Langtree before who's an incredible um energy healer and the first healing that I had with her and I um and she has the ability to really move your body with energy um and I felt my body moving seeming, seemingly involuntarily. <laughs> and a lot of these energetic blocks that I had um, because I'd been quite closed off to myself internally and, and energy within my body um, started to shift. And I got home from that healing session and painted my, I was already painting, like I was already um, playing around with color. And, but I got home and was just frenetically um, throwing paint on the canvas and, and my partner got home and was like, Whoa, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so it was like the start discovering the energy within me unlocked, um, unlocked that creative part of myself to be freely expressed outwardly. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And, and I've, I've always loved, I've always loved dance, but um, going to festivals and surrounding myself with um, dancey people <laughs> uh, and practicing moving my body, what feels good and freely expressive, going to retreats um, and being put on the spot to move my body in ways that feel, you know, when you first start to move your body, you feel really um, like everyone's looking at me, but they're actually not. They're, 
focusing on the fact that they think everyone's looking at them. Yeah, so that's like the creative and and movement side of expression. Um, the other the other topic that drops into my mind is freedom of expression with your voice. So either singing or speaking your truth when you have something to say, but you you constantly hold it back instead of letting it out into the world. Um, mm-hmm. It creates blockage within you and um, yeah, it's all about practice, I think, practice in doing those things. Yeah, yeah. And when when you think about practicing or actually having these impulses within and letting it live outside of you in in whatever form, what for you is the um, the muscle, so to speak, that you feel like you're exercising that lets you get really practiced at it so then it's more in free flow I call it the intuition muscle um and it's all you might have heard of Mel Robbins who talks about the five second rule it's about um expressing something that comes into your mind or being before the the analyzer brain as you put it the analyzer brain kicks in to stop you from expressing that so and and the intuition muscle is basically overriding that second guessing yourself before you have a chance to before it has a chance to to hold you back yeah yeah Yeah. and how would you say your life has improved or unfolded since you um have become the embodiment of freedom of expression um I wouldn't be I wouldn't be an artist or a poet or a healer if I didn't embody the the um expression of what was going on within me and what what my soul was calling to put out into the world physically so I would still be working a nine-to-five job I would still have um a lot of uh angst and pain in my body because our our physical bodies indicate when we're not in alignment with those things right mm-hmm. mm. absolutely wow I'm so, glad, I- I'm so glad you're you're doing the leading questions because like <laughs> I said when we just before we hopped on I'm drawing a blank <laughs> well it, it really is so immense this this topic and I think one of the things in all fairness that um drew me to you or had that magnetic connection was you know witnessing how you are the embodiment of these things and and that's that's no small feat to be the embodiment of of your truth and to share it willingly for me there's no higher order or no higher task for for some things that you've hinted at already um with we for me when I think about the freedom of expression there there's a tension there because as as social beings we're highly confined by social constructs a lot of the time and and one of those social constructs or or wirings that is um crucial to our survival is to be accepted by kin 
because otherwise if we're left out in the wild by ourselves, we're not going to last too long. So we've only really um, gotten to the, to the apex of the, the hierarchy by being social creatures. Um, so, so there's that tension between being accepted and then also giving yourself permission to live and speak your truth in whatever format with the um, faith and trust in others that what you're delivering will be accepted and received in the way that it's intended. And, and for me, that, that and, and that's where you speak about that intuition muscle because there's a lot online in terms of assessing, okay, is this safe for me to do this? Um, what happens if it's not safe? For me to do this what what are the um what are the potential consequences and then does this mean enough to me to do it anyway mm. and and so for me it's actually the highest order of bravery to go okay given given these these competing tensions i'm gonna do it anyway and actually, um yeah. but if i can just share what went on for me yesterday and this morning with this topic because it's a really great example of of how that how that um, tension happens and how um, we we have to constantly work at overriding these things. So yesterday when we were working on the um, the four day retreat that we're planning and what we're going to be sharing when and and um, Asher is very good at extracting people's uh, expertise. And so the freedom of expression piece is one thing that that you were saying to me, you're an expert in this, right? And so we, you extracted all of this information from me and put it, put it all out and, and that puts a certain um, pressure or, uh, so I think when I woke up this morning and knew we were, we were going to be speaking about my area of expertise, <laughs> I was like, the, the, the need to be the need to be taken seriously and seen as an expert in that in that area is strong in me so much so that it, it's it's because I really want to be able to share um, I really want to be able to share these tools and and um, gifts that I have with people so they can have the same or similar or better experiences in life as as I have so that puts a pressure on me um accessing my intuition muscle right it's kind of locks up and goes oh there's a lot of there's a lot riding on this this is really important to me and that's and that happens to all of us when we're um when we want to do something so badly because it's really important to us it can actually um be paralyzing and and what i went through before just before we logged on i thought Nikki, you know that any time that you set an intention to share a topic or or um, do an energy healing or host a retreat or that your intention always comes to fruition. So just relax and it will unfold. It will unfold beautifully because you know how strong your intention is and that and I feel like that thought process relaxes my intuition muscle just just go, oh, like just be in the space yeah. and um, let it flow. Yes, yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, and, it, and it's so true. There, there's a quote that I came across 
um, not not too long ago, and it was by a, a monk, and it he was essentially speaking about the art of not knowing what's going to happen and showing up beautifully anyway. Mm. And, and so it's a surrender piece to let those, those impulses, those truths emerge out of us, which for me was representative of um, that flower that, that depicted this topic in that when you're actually the freedom of expression comes from a much deeper place, a place where, where there's, a, there's an element of, of it being your truth emerging out of you, which is why it so desperately, in my experience, wants to live outside of you because it's where it belongs. It's generated from, from within, up and out. And when that happens, there's a certain resonance and that's what, what um, allows that power of intention, in my perspective, to be felt and heard and then unmediated by, by the ego or lens or the, the analyzer because it's speaking to a different part of whomever we're communicating with. Mm. The, the, the intention or the, the message has a certain level of purity that it goes beyond all those things that we like to stamp in and go, no, you can't do that for X, Y, Z reason. But you're absolutely right. It requires a, a relaxing of to be present with. And, um, and, and from my perspective, that's also something that you're highly skilled at is to go, okay, how do I let go of all of that and simply be? And, and I think all of these things are, what makes the difference in actually allowing a potential to come to fruition because otherwise they only ever live inside of us and then like you said we get really um we actually then begin to suffer because we're not letting it live outside of us that's true and then then the suffering usually reaches a a um, peak point when people, you know, realize that they need to um, start living a different way or behaving a different way or change their circumstance or whatever it is to, um, to allow themselves to heal, move, express. Um, and they may not know that consciously, but, but their physical being is, is pushing them to a point to have to change. Um, the, the outer, um, what we surround ourselves with and who we surround ourselves with is really important in, especially in the early days of, of freedom of expression, because if your, um, if your uncle Bob is constantly on your, um, on your Facebook stories and he's criticizing your every move, you're going to be thinking about, oh, what's uncle Bob going to think of this when, so just block uncle Bob. um and surround yourself with people who are your cheerleaders when you're um you're not in a space to be cheerleading yourself yet yeah it's such it's such a big point um and again from from my perspective that's something that you're highly skilled at is is magnetizing people into your your field that have 
have a genuine um, support capacity for others and, and a genuine desire to see others thrive and flourish. And I think that's such an important part of, of honouring what can sometimes be the, those early whispers or the early stages of strengthening that muscle to go, no, I, I am willing to act on this impulse because it means enough. And, and even when I've tried to, you know, shove it back into the darkest corner <laughs> of my, my intellectual cupboard, it keeps wanting to jump out. Popping um, its head up like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah fun anywhere. <laughs> um, and another quote that I, that I heard recently was, the truth is buried alive. So if you think that you're going to bury your truth down, and it's going to stay hidden, <laughs> it's not, <laughs> it's not, it's going to, it's what's going to be more likely is it's going to bust out and, and rear its head in a really um, unopportune time or inopportune time because it's so desperate to live and has been so suffocated that there will be a threshold. Mm. And I find the journey of the freedom of expression is yes, putting yourself in the environment. Yes, allowing yourself to synthesize your truth so it can be articulated or expressed in whatever format, whether that's a painting or a piece of poetry or a piece of art or a sculpture or, or, or the spoken word, however that wants to be represented outside of you, actually committing to the inner work to let it be synthesized so others can share in the purity of the, of the idea. Mm. Absolutely. I was just thinking about how we we often align our um, line ourselves up with mentors when we're on a on a growth trajectory, and we might find ourselves parroting the stuff that that resonates with us, um, which is which is awesome because you you're finding what resonates with you, right? But in the process yesterday of planning the retreat, I, I realized that we were really drawing from our own personal experience in our teachings. And, mm -hmm. um, and that's when you know that you're freely, you're accessing your own truth and you're freely, you're freely giving it to the world as, as a gift is when you're, oh yeah, that's, that's not parroted from anywhere. That's my own IP because I know that it's come from um, from within me. So that was a bit of a milestone for me um, in, I mean, I, I've obviously been doing it for a while, but realizing it and, and um, giving myself and you credit for that and verb, like we we'll verbalized it yesterday, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. It's very cool. Um, so, so for others who perhaps are just entering this space of either they hear that whisper knocking at their consciousness that there's something inside of them that wants to live outside of them um and I hope that may that makes sense so so when when I say that thing that lives inside of you that wants to live outside of you what does that mean for you Nicolette <laughs> um so it might be something that you've always wanted to try 
to do, but um, but haven't really had the guts, or it could be could be something that you're already doing, but you're not actually showing anyone. So you could already be writing poetry, or you could already be doing artwork, or you could already be singing in the shower, um, but you're it's still living inside of you because you're the only one that experiences it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And and that's such a beautiful point, and it and it actually takes me to to the point that I was about to to say is, is that for for those that are just on the journey of of hearing that whisper or or having that impulse or sometimes it can even occur as a calling of knowing things need to change but not quite being sure what to change or or how to change it what would be some of your tips to get the ball rolling for people in in freely expressing what what is wanting to emerge i would sit down with a with a journal or a piece of paper and write down the things that bring me joy and and when you when you feel the most joy in life what is it that you're doing so so actually actually um recognize those things and start doing them more because the more you're in your joy space the more freely expressive you will be because you're not second guessing yourself when you're feeling joy you're just in the joy yes yeah yeah i love that um and and you've mentioned something else in in surrounding yourself with with the right people and for me when I started to really embrace um this version of myself a far more um extroverted version of myself for the lack of better words someone who's more willing to share because you know for for some of our audience members that that may not be aware I've spent many many years um in in practicing psychology uh behind closed doors and a lot of our our training um is is very big on on what what to inhibit like you said so for me it it hasn't necessarily just been accessing the the willingness and the muscle as much as that's been a big part of it it's also been deconditioning myself of some of the the restraints of um you know what what's seen as common practice or not so so for me, taking stock, stock of well, what's currently inhibiting me and is that moving me towards my, my deepest expression of self and what, what do I also need to strengthen in order to allow me to move towards my greatest expression of, of self um, and, and journaling on, on some of those as well. And, and then what what often happens if you are encountering a shift like this is the people who have who have always known you will reflect will be will always be have been able to see a certain element of your truth so in some respects they won't be surprised at all and when you actually put it on the table they'll be like oh yeah that makes total sense and why haven't you done it earlier so (laughs) so that can be really liberating but too in those very early stages sometimes it can be um helpful to to put yourself in new environments Mm. where 
where whatever you're wanting to emerge into is is the status quo. So, so what I mean by that is, um, you know, people who are already doing the thing, what, what you want to do or more in that vein. And, and that's where you start to build that, that bravery and strength, because it's a safe way of reflecting back to you that you're okay to be this version of yourself and you're accepted as this version of you. Um, and they don't have all those other versions of you to compare it to because sometimes our closest people will be like oh I'm not so sure about this and if if you're not at the point that you feel safe in it the people that dearly love us will be like I don't know if you're safe in this so we want to put ourselves in an environment um, that that signals back to us that we are safe whilst we build that that stability and strength within us and and that becomes our new set point um, and then the ones who, who know us and love us dearly will always go, oh, yeah, that makes sense to me. And it makes sense that this is finally coming to fruition. Um, and then it can also be a kindness to them if there's a certain stability within us as we open that door, not that we're like, here it is, guys, I'm going to do this and I'm completely fragile and I've got no idea on how to do it because they will most likely want to package us up into into the more previous version um and and that's just their instinct to care and to love mm. um so so i think it's being really respectful to ourselves in what needs to be nurtured at the time of allowing the, those deeper truths to emerge and then be expressed i totally agree and i love um when you when you use the terminology common practice and you were talking about common practice in um with psychologists right because that's what that's what you had had been in but where my mind went was well my common practice was within the family business and it was um operating within that bubble so it's it's the bubble that you're in that you are comfortable in and people recognize you in but it doesn't like common practice is is just it feels common to you because it's it's what you've been experiencing and um when i uh, got divorced and started on this journey and um and my little brother and i were reflecting back on it and he said to me oh nick i didn't i just didn't know who you were anymore because <laughs> i was showing up completely differently i was talking about weird things like singing bowls and um and <laughs> <laughs> um and surrounding myself with with people who were in in those bubbles that I wanted to step into, right? And the, the first uh, Facebook group that I started, I remember I remember there being twenty people in there that I started sharing my experience and what was resonating with me, and and um, I started leading meditations to twenty people, and and that felt really safe. You know, mm -hmm. and I didn't speak about it on my public profile. I didn't talk about about it to my family. It was like the <laughs> while I became comfortable about it within myself, mm -hmm. and then I felt more and more open to share these parts of me that I had been working on in in the in the background. And bit by bit, mm -hmm. they became more outside of me and more outside of me. And now they're just integrated with with who I am and my family are like oh yeah Nick's a bit yeah. crazy like whatever <laughs> we always knew she was <laughs> exactly cool well where 
we're pretty well um on yeah this, this half hour has, yeah. has zoomed by was there any was there anything else you wanted to add in in leaving this off or um any last tips or hints or yeah anything at all I would really urge people to go and write that joy list um and and have a think about how much of your day is spent doing the things on that list see if you can tweak that a bit this week mm. beautiful beautiful lovely uh, um any last words any last words I think very much like you, it, it is about um, taking stock and, and I can't promote journaling enough because what journaling does is brings those deeper knowings to the surface so they're known at a conscious level. Mm -hmm. And that's a really powerful and needed part of the journey of expression because often where people kind of get get constricted or closed up is when what something is really important to them hasn't been articulated to themselves so they don't even know how to express it to themselves let alone bring others in to the journey um, and and the truth in in an articulated way of what is what is known at a much deeper level for them so so being able to journey journal what brings us joy is starting to create an opening in I can be truthful with myself, which is where it begins, and in a safe way as well, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then one of my big teachings, particularly for people going through change and particularly for people going through delicate situations, is journaling is paramount because if, if there is a certain delicacy that you're navigating, it's going to be the, the language and the nuancing of how you step through that and not in a way where you have to be overly cautious, just in a way that there are some life experiences that require a nuanced approach, a nuanced approach. So you journaling that and being able to articulate it and catch yourself on your biases, but then also bringing it back to what's my outcomes, what do I need to articulate and and place out in order to move me towards my greatest outcomes that will be such a strengthening um, practice for when you are in the position of of holding various variables and bringing them together in a synthesized way to move forward it will give you so much stability that otherwise people get caught off guard so, so because in that process you're getting to know yourself and when you know yourself really well you can feel confident about uh about who you are and so you don't get knocked off yes yes yeah. yes and I guess as um as a final thought for me with this as well is when I was um making this transition in my own life and you know obviously the analyzer very high you know projecting out all sorts of um potentialities <laughs> why not yeah reasons why not to um my my brother who who's a real mentor in my life and he's also an actor said to me ash anything done with conviction is convincing so so I think those practices that that bring you into your own truth and then allow you to express it 
with with conviction, there is a certain um, space that is then afforded around you because people can tell when when something is truly congruent with you. Mm. Versus if if people pick up, oh, they don't even seem sure. Well, I'm not going to be sure in what they're saying. Mm. So so having it emerge to you at that conscious level where 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 you're convinced by it. And not in a delusional way, but in a way that, no, I've actually, like, I've harnessed and grabbed the, the truth of it. Um, that, that then when, when you're put in the environment to have it live outside of you, the resonance is felt in a very different way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I couldn't advocate for journaling anymore because, yeah, it's, it's the beginning of that, that what, what's within, out. Um, and, and through that process, you also move it from the more emotional part of your brain to the higher order thinking part of the brain. So it actually loses some of that emotionality, which will often inhibit us. So, so um, getting it safe for us first through the process of bringing it into the known and then being able to articulate it um, will, will also provide the space within you to overcome the the inhibitors that are only getting in the way if I can put that in my speak (laughs) please do (laughs) um for me journaling is about pouring your soul out onto the page and then witnessing your own soul on the page and being oh yeah that's my soul on the page like look at look at how beautiful I am (laughs) and becoming and becoming not only okay with what's inside of you um but actually loving it and appreciating it which which um opens and and I get an open-hearted feeling when I talk about Mm. that but opens your your heart which allows other people to see you in a different light beautiful beautiful (laughs) lovely and that's the journey of the freedom of expression yeah well, thank you for joining us, everyone. If um, if you're uh, watching or listening to the replay, we'd love to hear that you have any uh, questions or things that have come up for you. Drop in the comments and we look forward to seeing you next week. Much love. Bye.